Welcome to the Big Sky Breakdown. It's Colter Nuanas. As always, you can find this podcast, SkylineSportsMT.com, broadcasting to you from the ESPN Missoula Studios. Now, 1.30 on a Monday, about to head down to the University of Montana for their weekly press conference, but figured we'd share Jeff Choate's weekly press conference from Montana State first. Montana State, their third straight victory Saturday, 56-21 over Norfolk State. Bobcats rushed for 449 yards despite starting running back Isaiah Infonse being on the shelf. Starting do everything, junior Troy Anderson being on the shelf. Start senior tailback Carl Tucker the, the second being on the shelf. Shane Perry, Lane Sumner, and Logan Jones, three guys that were expected to be in the mix, mostly just Logan Jones, all rushed for over 100 yards. First time in program history, three guys have gone over 100 yards. That 449-yard total, the third best single-game total in Bobcat football history. Montana State now turns their attention to Big Sky Conference play. Bobcats host NAU in one of the big conference openers of the season, of the Big Sky Conference season, that is. Northern Arizona, they lost a week ago to Illinois State. A little bit of a mystery with NAU. First time since the 90s they have a new head coach. Chris Ball, the head coach there. Jerome Sowers was the head coach at NAU for 22 seasons. So now a fresh start in Flagstaff. And a lot of change, but a lot that remains the same as well. Aaron Flugrad, still the offensive coordinator. And Case Cookus, still the guy that makes the whole thing go. He's an All-American quarterback. He was the National Freshman of the Year back in 2015. He's endured a ton of injuries since then, but here he is now, sixth-year senior. He's a veteran guy, so Montana State will have their hands full. Here's Jeff Choate in his weekly press conference. As always, this podcast presented by Selway Armory with locations in both Bozeman and Missoula, as well as Town Pump Food Stores, Town Pump, Montana's best since 1953. Go check out both our great sponsors, and we really appreciate you having them. Here's the Big Sky Breakdown, Jeff Choate on Northern Arizona. Colter, we know that in Montana there's a lot of hunters, a lot of gun enthusiasts, so you might as well shop local when you're looking for your next firearm or accessory, huh? Soy Army, they got the best prices around and the best service you'll find anywhere. As the guys over there will tell you, shop with Soy Army for a year, we guarantee you, you'll save some money. The other thing is they have great knowledge. There's a lot of questions that people have about the right styles and types to suit them and what it is that they're trying to do. and. All the guys over at Selway Armory know their firearms and ammunition and accessories inside and out. With locations in both Missoula and Bozeman, Selway Armory has some specialty products as well, including full Sig Sauer inventory for your best in handguns and much, much more. Like Coulter said, two brick-and-mortar locations, one in Missoula, one in Bozeman, and also online, tremendous inventory there. They'll ship everything you want, selwayarmory.com. Okay, so uh, just wrapping up uh, the Norfolk State game. Um, you know, really not going to spend a lot of time talking about that today. Hope you guys don't have too many questions. It was a good team win. Um, certainly, I think we dominated both sides of the line of scrimmage, and that was, uh, that was critical for our success. Certainly, uh, you know, number 15 gave us some problems. They hit him on a, on a deep route where we, our post safety was not in position, should have been in the middle of the field there. So that was a coverage error, and they hit that two-move route. Those were the two big plays they got in the passing game. And then obviously, we didn't fit the boundary Ted very well in the third quarter uh, and gave up that long touchdown. So that's kind of been one of the things that you know has been in a, a little bit of a pattern for us is giving up some explosive plays a couple times a game. And we've got to correct that. Um, this will be interesting this week. So our, our, our players of the week, our scouts of the week, Marcus Weir did a great job giving us a look on the D-line, helping our offense get ready to go. Ethan Bullock on special teams continues to show flashes and, and play physical. And then Justice Perkins on offense. And so three Montana boys doing a nice job of getting us ready to go play. Uh, and then Bryce Sturk was our defensive player of the game. The entire offensive line, uh, certainly when you set a school record with three 100-yard rushers, 
what do we have? A school record in rushing first downs, one of the top three rushing performances in school history. What's the top one? Um, Two years ago, Portland State, right? Yeah. So I think I think we were over almost almost 400 and something yards in that game rushing. And so that's two of the top three rushing performances in the 120 plus years of football here at Montana State in the last two years. And, you know, we don't run a triple option offense. And so I think that speaks to the job that, you know, consistently Brian Armstrong does of getting us into good runs, uh, the stable of backs that we have and the pride our offensive line takes in uh, in running the ball. And uh, those things usually don't happen in the first half. They usually happen in the second half and they happen for a reason. Our kids are well conditioned and uh, we're excited to get into the second half. And so um, and then Josh Hill made a couple big plays for us. Obviously, our kick coverage got a lot better when we put some veteran guys out there. Josh did a really nice job and got us a couple tackles there. So um, start off with NAU, head coach Chris Ball in his first year. I've known Chris for a long time. I have a lot of respect for him. I think he's an excellent football coach. I think it was an excellent choice to lead the program there at Northern Arizona. I consider him a friend. We go back a ways. And I know from talking to him, one of the reasons why he was interested in this job is because they had a 60-year starting quarterback in Case Cookus. And I would have felt a lot better about this job had Dakota Brewcup stuck around. Let me just say that right now. And so that's, uh, that's certainly a, uh, an advantage that I think he has there. Um, I think he was wise to kind of keep the offensive staff intact, more or less, so that the system was going to be the same, the verbiage was going to be the same for Case. And you can see, I mean, this is, he's rolling. I think uh, Joe Logan, senior running back, Really, his numbers in the run game don't reflect how important he is to this offense. I mean, they use him a ton in the pass game. Uh, he's a threat every time he touches the ball. He ran all over us three years ago, my or four years ago, whatever it was, my first year here. Um, really did not tackle him well. He had a big run at the end of the uh, first half two years ago when we were down there that actually was hugely impactful in the game. And so uh, he's a guy that has, has, has had, had some big days against us since I've been here, and uh, we've got to always be aware of him. They will use the tight end in the passing game. Lots of RPOs, heavy tempo team. You've got to get him off schedule. If, you give them, you know, if you're giving them five yards when they flip the ball out on the perimeter and five yards when they're running inside zone, you're going to have a long day because they're going to grind you out. They're going to run 90-plus plus plays like they did last week in a loss against Illinois State. They still had 89 plays. Here's a stat, okay? They have taken downfield shots 49 times in four games. So right around 10 times a game, they're going to launch. And uh, it does not matter what the score is, this team is never out of the game because they're one play away every single time. I think they've got more diversity in terms of their, their receiving core. Uh, 10, 18, 8, all have the ability to stretch the field vertically. They're all good players. 10 is for a freshman, man. He's a really good player, and he does a lot of really good stuff. And as I said, they will target the tight end in the pass game as well. Plus, Joe Logan out of the backfield on, on T wheels, slip screens, things of that nature. So they have diversity to their offense. And again, you've got to be able to defend the entire field on every rep because they're going to stretch it. Defensively, Lots of movement, lots of bogus pressure. Uh, the D-line is going to be active. I really like 90, 95. I think those two guys inside, 90 plays really hard. Really like the way that kid plays. 95, big physical dude. He, I mean, he's, he's a good player. They've got some veteran guys in the secondary. Um, you know, three and 12, 30 and 12 are both active safeties. 29 is a veteran guy for him at corner. And so they've got some depth and experience in the back end as well. Um, 
number one, kind of their buck, veteran guy. I can remember him from a couple years ago, really good player. And so they've got some guys there. One of the things that's maybe not a, a, a thing that you're looking at that's, that's all that sexy, but they have on paper, they got the two best specialists in the Big Sky Conference. They got the best kicker and the best punter. And so certainly that's, a, that's in a league contest, that's something that you got to pay attention to. And uh, we certainly will. Um, I know that they have uh, Joe Logan back there returning kicks as well. So they take pride in that phase. And, uh, you know, they've got a, a good group of guys there. So um, league play, man. Maybe you can tell I'm a little bit more serious right now. And so keep your questions short and let's go to work. How's the mentality change in league play overall? What's the direct message for your team? Exactly that. Get nothing for being 3-1 and in non-conference. Our record's 0-0. It's time to go to work. Okay, all the chips are on the table now. Every week is going to be a war. Every week is going to be a war. There's no weeks off in the Big Sky Conference. And so that starts this week. And we know we've got a you know, hugely talented player in Case Cook, is, but he's not the team. I mean, we're going to have to defend the run, stop the run. We're going to have to do a good job in coverage. We're going to have to move some of these active D linemen off the ball. We're going to have to be efficient in the pass game. There's a lot of things that we're going to have to do well to get a win. What's your synopsis just after the first four games, where you're at going into conference play? Yeah, we're 0-0 zero zero right now, Greg. I'm not even talking about what happened in non-conference play. We played a lot of guys. We're going to have to continue to play a lot of guys. Could care less about what just happened over the last four weeks. This is all about Northern Arizona University on Saturday, 1 o'clock. How has Michael Jamin provided a, a studying uh, influence in, in the middle of the He's come a long ways, man. He really has. Um, really respect the, the hard work that that kid put in in the offseason. He's improved his body. Uh, he's much stronger in the lower body. That's one of the things that I think kind of kept him from being able to play to his potential. I think he understands the scheme better. Um, you know, I think he's done an awesome job of, of really taking the next step in terms of how he prepares himself, and he's become a much more pr productive player because of that. We talk about how guys who redshirt or don't redshirt, their careers go fast. Case Cook has been around a long time. How much does that experience play, <laughs> yeah, especially at quarterback? He's seen it all. It's like, you know, I mean, the second he gets there, if you're going to press him into the boundary, they're going to convert the route, and it's like it's going to be bombs over Baghdad, for crying out loud. I mean, when we went down there two years ago, everybody's, I mean, we went for two at the end of the game. I don't know if you guys would remember what had happened, but we had, Tyrell Thomas did not travel. Jalen Cole got ejected uh, for a targeting call in the third quarter. And from that point on, it was launch, and he either got a PI or they got a 25-yard gain or more. And I swear, I think that's part of their deal. Let's just keep throwing deep shots because in this league, you're going to get PIs. So, you, you know, they're averaging three pass interferences against the opponent a game on those almost 10 shots a game that they're taking. And they're completing those at a pretty high level. And so, um, yeah, it's, I mean, the guy just, there's no mystery for the guy. I mean, you can, you can try to disguise your coverage. He's going to find the hole in the zone. You know, if you're playing zone, he's just going to pick you apart and take what you give you. If you want to press him and, uh, and take your shot. I mean, he throws a, the best ball the guy throws is a deep ball. He throws a beautiful deep ball. Puts a lot of air underneath it, lets his receivers adjust to it. They do a nice job of what we call saving the box down the sideline so they can adjust and fade away uh, from the defender. And so, um, yeah, it's going to be a challenge for sure. We're going to have to score some points because they are. They're averaging 40 points a game. Can you evaluate? I know the middle linebackers were, um, you know, there was a lot of depth there coming into the season and, and good competition there. So can you evaluate how those guys have, have performed at this point? Yeah, I think they've, they've done a nice job. Um, you know, I think we're doing a really no, good job defending the run, which is obviously the primary job of the inside linebackers and our down guys. Uh, a lot of that credit probably goes to you know guys like Chase Benson and, and Derek Marks, but uh, Jason Scrimpos. But I do think that you see you know a redshirt freshman in Nolan Askelson, who's playing very efficiently. 
Uh, we already talked about Michael Jobman and the job he's doing. Callahan O'Reilly plays about the same amount of snaps as as uh, as Nolan does, and so we're able to keep those guys fresh and kind of keep them rolling. You're seeing Josh Hill play more and more, especially on third downs because he's an excellent zone dropping inside linebacker because he's smart, kind of like Casey. He played a bunch of football, and uh, he's a guy that we really like to have the, on the field on third downs. And so I think that that mix has really helped us. Uh, you know, Chad Cano and and. Uh, uh, the rest of the crew just kind of throw their bodies around down on the goal line. You see that kind of being their deal. And then obviously they add special teams value. So I think that's been a, an area where uh, we haven't gotten those guys nicked up a whole, whole lot. And so it's been good to keep those guys fresh. You mentioned the, the stable of running backs now, especially coming off this past game that developed some of those guys. Um, just kinda, how do you juggle up who's going who's gonna to be involved in that position? It's kind of who's available right now. <laughs> so. Um, I had somebody tell me we have a bunch of white bowling balls and we, they all look the same. We just keep rolling them out. So, you know, it is what it is. And so, like, uh, you know, that the we're hopeful, obviously, to get some of these guys back, and we will eventually. But it's a next man up mentality. You know, I mean, Northern Arizona could care less how many running backs we have. In fact, they're probably happy that we have the issue, right? So, nobody cares about your problems, and most people are happy, happy you have them. That's just the way it is. And so, we don't worry about who's not available. We try to take care of them, get them back as quick as we can, and we get that next guy ready to go. Can you talk about your connection with Chris Ball as well as talk about his defensive principles? Yeah, you know, Chris has been a, a coordinator a long time, and he's run a variety of systems, whether it's at Washington State, Alabama, uh, most recently uh, at Memphis, and uh, was, was under Todd Graham at Arizona State, and you see some of that influence. Um, and Todd was kind of a blitzomatic guy. I don't think Chris is quite as aggressive, but uh, definitely has a, a you know vast knowledge of defensive schemes. He, you know, he's run a variety of systems. He's a very very smart guy. He's a good guy. I mean, I think he's, you know kids probably enjoy playing for him. He's got a good sense of humor, all that kind of stuff. I got to know him. We 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 actually were renting his house in Pullman when I when I worked at Washington State, and uh, he was at, he was at Arizona State, and. Uh, um, they were trying to sell it, so my wife staged it, and we got the thing sold for him about the time I took off to go to UTEP to call the defense, and it uh, worked out great. Got to know he and his family during that period of time. I believe he was a finalist for this job and interviewed for this job, and we actually compared notes throughout that process too. And so very open, honest relationship with the guy. Um, have a lot of respect for him, and like I said, I think he's, he's going to do a great job down there. How about Aaron Fluger on the offensive side? I know that you haven't played him since he's taken over, but what have you seen kind of schematically? From they him? haven't changed a bit. That's what I've seen. It's, I mean, it's almost, you know, you can almost, especially when they get in the red zone, it's all the same stuff. Um, so that, and maybe they don't single up their X quite as much because they don't have the creature they had down there for a few years. But they, uh, um, it's, it's, I mean, it's, I think that was the mandate. Hey, if we got Case coming back for a sixth year, let's not put a new offense in. Let's really build on what we've done because they've been pretty good on offense when he was available to them. And so uh, I really don't see Aaron changing much at all. What, what did Tucker do so well in practice leading up to uh, Accuracy and decision making. I mean, I think that's that was the obviously. I mean, I think you guys are smart enough to be able to see what's going on. And you know, when you're when you're not giving your open receivers opportunities, then you know it's time to kind of examine what's going on. And I think that was the number one thing that led to that was his decision making and, and his accuracy. And so I think that showed up in the game too. You plan on sticking with Tucker going forward? We'll see. We'll see. I think that's one thing that, you know, making change. This, this is a people business. Let me, let me just kind of back up for a second, Aaron. This is a people business. And when you make decisions that affect people, those aren't easy, you know. But I think I've got a track record that shows that I'm willing to make tough decisions. And I'm going to do what's best for our organization regardless. 
and heck, that might be me deciding one day I'm not doing a good enough job. And you know, I told Leon he's never going to have to fire me. If I don't think I'm doing the job, I'll walk away. And uh, I think I owe that to this program and to these kids. And if it means having to make a change at quarterback or personnel changes on our staff, I'm willing to do that if I believe it's the right thing to do. I saw Mitch Brown was playing a little bit of like strong side and moving around on that offensive line. Uh, what do you like about him moving him around? What do you what did you like about the efficiency that you got from him? It was one play, yeah. but we could have run it all day. Yeah. So. Yeah, I'm just trying to get our best guys at the point of attack at times. Good? I was just going to ask what you know the process is like of now that you're through four games of trying to decide who keeps playing, who doesn't, those things, those type of red shirts. Yeah, you know, that, that's, that's always a tough one. I was actually having a conversation with uh, Eric Frazier, our wide receiver coach, uh, in the locker room a minute ago, and, and uh, I said, play him, man. You got to get him ready. Because you're a game away. Okay, this guy goes down. You haven't ever played this other guy. Use them all. We're going to need them all. I think it's a great rule. I mean, I think there is some strategy at times involved. But at our level, I think the strategy kind of goes out the window, and it's more about necessity. You know, when, you, when you're carrying 120 guys on a roster, and that means you got all these guys that have redshirted and then built up like you do at a power five, it's way different. It's way different. Here, you're going to need all of them. And so you may as well just play them. And if you have the luxury of redshirting them, great. And if you don't, you look at a situation like what happened with Logan Jones. Now you've got that redshirt perhaps down the road when they need it. And so, um, you know, like I said, I, you know, we'll worry about that when we have to worry about it. But right now, we got to let all these guys go and see what we got. I mean, I think there's guys like Jaden Smith who's really playing well in practice and deserves an opportunity to get on the field. Tyrone. Marshall, the junior college transfer, just talking about the wide receiver room alone. I mean, there's some guys that are dynamic with the ball in their hands that, you know, if we don't get them going, they're not going to learn the system. And if they don't know the system, then when we really need them down the stretch, we're not going to have them where we want them. So, all right. Thanks, guys. Hey, Coulter, Town Pump is across the state of Montana, just like Skyline Sports MT for that matter. Well, Skyline Sports across the globe, two tell Nuanas across the state. Okay, back to Town Pump. I get it. All right. Seems like you can't turn anywhere in Montana without seeing a town pump. Like they say, there's one right down the road, and they got you covered no matter what you need. That's right. Gas and convenience stores, of course, the best and nicest convenience stores. Excellent bathrooms, I might add, which I appreciate very much at Town Pump. But also, if you're looking for a little leisure time, leisure activities, the casinos, the liquor stores, they have everything that you need. Great prices on beer and wine, all the snacks and food you could ever want. Town Pump Food Stores, Montana's best since 1953. 